Right, Wall fans! Welcome to yet another exciting edition of Go Tells the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and this is episode 47. Episode 47 coming at you right now. Uh, I'm going to get this out of the way right off the top, something I realized today. Episode 47, we, do, we number all the episodes. However, there have been some additional specials in there and some other stuff. So, on a technicality... This is actually the 50th full episode of Go Tell to the Wall podcast that we have recorded. Little tiny round of applause. Tiny. No, I'm just kidding. When we actually get to episode 50, we'll do a little bit of a, a, a more banner tentpole episode. You know, we'll get into that. Uh, but I just wanted to point that out off the top because I know some fans are going to be adding up when they're looking through their subscription like, oh, that's episode 47, but it's actually, yes, I know, it's 50th episode. It's the 50th full episode we have recorded. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. Social plugs. Social plugs, as always, if you want to connect with us, you can do so in multiple places. Uh, first one would be facebook.com slash go tell to the wall until they kick me off of there. It's just a matter of time. Uh, more importantly, follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod. We're getting so much more action at tell the wall pod right now. Uh, been supporting some other podcasts as well. So check us out there. Follow on Twitter or follow at magic Muppet. That's my personal Twitter account. That's seeing a lot of action stuff too. Uh, most importantly, well, most importantly, the other place to follow us would be YouTube. Please, please, please subscribe on YouTube. We're putting up new content almost daily. Just shot another beer review uh, tonight before we came in. Well, before I came in the studio. Shot it in the studio because that's where we shoot things. Uh, but before I got into the actual episode and prepped and everything. Uh, so we just shot another beer review. So subscribe on YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and the one that is most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right. SeanO'RourkeLive.com is, is your central location for all of those things that I just mentioned, uh, including Patreon. And there you, you can subscribe directly there to the podcast. Really use whatever platform you like. I find the podcast on a new platform almost weekly. So whatever you prefer to listen to your podcast on, do it there. Do it there. Subscribe. You're going to find it everywhere. I find it just all over the place. Uh, but shout out to Podomatic, our hosts. Uh, if, you, if you're a Podomatic user, definitely subscribe on there. We like to give some love to Podomatic. They are, they are excellent hosts, uh, despite the fact that, it, that we pay them money. <laughs> they do take care of us uh, very well, so, so that's, that's all good, I, I guess you could say. Um, all right, uh, let's get into it. I want to revisit a little bit. I just want to revisit last week, the craziness that was episode 46. Now, I know it got a little intense it got a little intense, understandably. I'll be honest, murdered children makes me a little upset. Makes me a little upset, especially when I look at my one-year-old and know that she has to go to school at some point in the next five, six years. She's going to have to go somewhere. I, so I know it was intense. Uh, and, and I don't want to apologize for that because it had to be done. It had to be done, but we did get some feedback. It was a little intense. If, if, you're, if you're a Go Tell to Wall fan, if you're a Common Sense or Wall fan, like that shouldn't be anything new uh, simply because we use Common Sense. We use common sense on this podcast, and common sense says that we should do everything we can to keep children from being murdered in school. Right? Right? I mean, it's pretty simple. Common sense. Common sense. Children shouldn't die when they're going into a learning institution to, to grow and learn and, and everything else. No children should be murdered, period, but especially in a school. Come on. Uh, so I'm not apologizing, but I am, I am recognizing that that was an intense episode, which I am... I, I was so tired. It's extra funny because I'm so tired this week. Like I was, I was like, huh, I think we're just gonna skip a week. We haven't, we haven't missed a week in a while. But I realized because whenever someone goes to like listen to the podcast uh, or or look at stuff, the first episode that comes up is the most recent. Uh, and as I'll get into in just a few minutes here, we are hoping, 
hoping that Mark Marin is getting his eyes and ears on our content and therefore didn't want to have a super, super intense episode uh, when when people when we're really trying to push it and grow and everything else. Because those of you that are common sensors and wall fans and have been around for, like, that's nothing new. However, if you just stepped into the podcast and you heard that last week, it's a bit intense. It's a bit intense. I'm, I'm not denying that. Oh, speaking of Mark Marin. Speaking of Mark Marin. Oh, hey, Bree. So, I teased this a little bit last week, and I just didn't have... And this is just a funny story. Everyone calm down. It's a funny story. Uh, and I've talked about Mark Marin because we live in the same neighborhood. We're in the like, same little, not city. I mean, we, ever, we all live in Los Angeles. Speaking of Los Angeles, we are currently having a ridiculous uh, uh, cold front <laughs> that's coming through. So it's been like 50 degrees during the day, and everyone's freaking out, and they got their parkas on. It's, it's madness. Uh, but anyway, we live in the same area of Los Angeles, Highland Park. California, which is it's just the neighborhood of Los Angeles, uh, and and so we've talked about how I'm not stalking him, but I've seen him around town. I've been trying to get some stickers in his hands. Well, last week, I'm at the the local park with my daughter. I take her there almost every day. It's just it's just our activity. She goes and plays, and uh, I'm it, it's helpful to me because I'm actually able to get some physical activity in. We walk about a mile to the park, and then about a mile home, sometimes a little further. But and then she gets some playing in, you know, some park playtime. Uh, so I was at the park, and I'm talking to another dad there that I've always that I talk to when I see him there. And I look up, and there's a coffee shop right near uh, the park that we go to. It's called Cafe de Leche. Shout out to Cafe de Leche. They don't pay me anything for this. Uh, in fact, I really don't go there that much. I think my, my wife likes to go there. They, they get a lot of money from my household because of my wife. <laughs> she likes to five, six, seven dollar coffees. And I'm over here like, just give me, just, I'll take the instant coffee. You know, I, I appreciate good coffee. I just don't, I don't, don't care. Uh, so anyway, look, I look over at Cafe de Leche. And here comes Mark Marin walking up, walks into Cafe de Leche, walking, walking with another guy, you know, uh, same height and build, whatever, it doesn't matter. Walking with another guy, they go into Cafe de Leche, they order some coffee, and they go out and they sit at the ta- one of the tables outside of Cafe de Leche. And I'm watching from the park, my daughter's playing, and, uh, and I look over and I see him, I'm like, okay. And I've got, my, I've got the hashtag common sense stickers with me, I, I carry them everywhere now. I just, I carry them, we gotta spread the common sense, I carry them. And I'm like, well... I don't want to get, go interrupt the guy when he's when he's talking with someone. That's the thing; it's super annoying, um, you know. And and Mark Maron, he he would say it himself. He's not a huge celebrity or anything. In fact, he had talked. And the, the reason I get into this is he had talked on one of his podcast episodes about meeting Robert De Niro and seeing him and being like, "Well, I don't want to go bug him, but I feel like I'd be missing an opportunity." And really, that's been me with Mark Maron when I've seen him around town lately. So I'm watching, and I'm like, "Okay, when, when they finish up, so I'm not interrupting. I'm gonna just go and say hi." And be like, all right, I'm going over to say hi. So I'm talking, and, and my daughter's playing. I'm talking to a couple other parents. And I look up, and he starts walking away from Cafe de Leche, like toward his car, I, I assume, toward his car. Um, and sure enough, I go to find out he is walking toward his car. So I'm like, shoot. Throw my daughter in the stroller, and I'm like, oh. And I run out. There's a gate uh, for, for the park. So I run out, and I'm like, oh. And I get stuck at the signal. And sure enough, he gets a, he's on the other side of the street, gets a signal, and just gone, gone. Gets in, And I see him get in his car, and I'm like, oh, man. So I walk back to the park, and I'm talking to one of the parents there, and, and then I realize, I look up, you know, I take my daughter out again, I'm like, we'll play for a few minutes, I look up, and the guy that he was talking to is still sitting at that same table at Cafe de Leche, he's <laughs> still sitting there, so I went, you know what, and this is, remember a few episodes back I talked about my, my poor people skills at the time, when, when Mark Marin was, was kind of looking me up and down, because I think I looked a little familiar, or maybe the beard was just looking particularly fly that day, fly, <laughs> dating myself here. What do, the, what do the kids say these days? Fleek? It's fleek, I guess. I, I say fly. Fleek. 
whatever the kids say these days. I can't keep track of that stuff. I feel like we're getting a little lag on the uh, live feed here. Uh, that's not important. Anyway, so I see him. I see the guy sitting there. I'm like, okay. So I say bye to a couple of parents, and I'm like, we had to go anyway. Uh, I had to get my daughter home for lunch and a nap and stuff. And so I go walking. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bug the guy. So he's sitting there. And I didn't recognize him or anything. And this is another part of the story that's really important. And I go up, I'm like, I'm talking to him. And I'm not going to get into the full conversation. Uh, but I was like, hey, you know, Mark Marin, I explained to him what I've kind of talked to you guys about on the podcast about. And he goes, oh, totally. He's like, you should totally. like. And I was like, I, you know, I know people don't like being bothered. He's like, no, no, no. Next time you see him, just bother him. He, he will love it. Go, like, tell him all about it. And he was, like, super interested in what I had to say. I was like, I'm... Um, kind of a wannabe influencer, podcaster, you know, nowhere near the level that Mark Marin is, um, you know. And so I gave him some stickers, and you know, and I introduced myself and everything, and, and uh, super nice guy, super nice guy. And he says his name's Tom. So I'm like, okay, and I'm like, yeah, do you work with, with Mark? He's like, yeah, I'm a comedian too, and, you know, Mark Marin's a stand-up comedian and everything else. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I go home, <laughs> and I look up Tom, I'm like, oh, this guy's got to be a comedian. Cause, and he said he was going to see him tomorrow. This was like on a Thursday, so like a week ago. So, yeah, this was the day I recorded episode 46. Jesus Christ. Uh, and so he says, I'm going to be seeing him tomorrow. So I do a little Google. I mean, it takes me like two seconds. And I'm like, oh, Tom, Tom Rhodes, who is a pretty well-known comedian. I just wasn't familiar with him. But I want to give Tom Rhodes, first of all, a huge shout out because he was so nice. I came in bothering him, just completely bothering him. He's sitting there just hanging out, had a meeting with Mark Mar you know, or maybe meeting, whatever, you know, just a coffee there may, might not have been a meeting maybe just hanging out and super nice you know and I'm so apologetic because I'm like I hate bothering people I live in LA I see you see people all the time you really do you see like all the time you see celebrities actors whatever it might be musicians I mean I, I spent eight years at Disney oh man I all the time I was seeing them uh, so I hate bothering people but he was super super nice just unbelievably kind uh, and I, I just Big shout out to Tom Rhodes. I have become a fan now since then uh, because he was such a nice guy. And then I went on to look at some of his comedy. Super talented guy, uh, Tom Rhodes. And of course, like I said, I gave him some stickers. I'm hoping that those got into Mark Maron's hands uh, or also possibly that Tom Rhodes was maybe checking out the podcast. It does have our SeanO'RourkeLive.com URL on there. Um, but again, at the same time, as nice as he was, he might he could have just totally forgotten. I gave him a few stickers. He put them in his bag. And he's like, no, I'll totally give it to him. And he might have just forgotten. So... There's potential that we've gotten some of our hashtag common sense stickers into Mark Maron's hands. They definitely got into Tom Rhodes' hands, uh, who I am now a fan of and have been a fan of Mark Maron for a little while now. Look up to him a bit with the empire that he's built around his podcast and everything else. Um, so hopefully those got into his hand. Uh, if not, now I've, I've basically been given the okay from a friend of his, someone that he's worked with and also a friend, uh, to go ahead and, and, and bother him next time I see him around town because it's like, all right. Uh, hey, Fernando, how's it going? Stick around. We're just getting started on episode 47 here, just getting started. We're a little bit in, but we are kind of just getting started. And for some reason, my live feed keeps freezing. I don't know what's happening over there. The good thing is I don't need Wi-Fi or Internet for my the actual podcast to go, so that's, uh, that's always a good thing. Always a good thing. Uh, all right. Let's get into uh, this week's beer. This week's beer, which we just shot a beer review of. Um, so if, if you're you're if you've subscribed to our YouTube channel, go tell it to the wall. You'll see that one coming up probably in the next. It's it's hard to track when these things are actually going up because I've got some edited in the can. I've got some just shot and 
Next, like, two weeks, this one will go up. But I will tease you a little bit here on episode 47 with this week's beer, which is from Bent River Brewing Company. We've actually had another one of their beers on the podcast, uh, Steamboat IPA. And for this week, we have Bent River Brewing Company's Mississippi Blonde Ale. Mississippi Blonde Ale. It's a tasty beer. Not my favorite. I'm not a blonde fan. I'm just like it, I don't. I don't think they're bad or anything. It's just I'm. I'm a like a ale hoppy, you know, type guy. And this is a blonde ale, but it's it's blonde. Like it's it, you know, I like the hoppy kind of IPAs and pale ales and that kind of stuff. Um, I would recommend this if you like blonde ales, golden ales. It's a tasty one. It's definitely very refreshing. Very refreshing. I think it's. I think I'm just a bit of a masochist, and I'm like, oh, give me the beer that. Most people think tastes like shit, and I'm going to drink the... No. Yeah, that's probably why. Uh, so if you like tasty, lighter beers, check them out. Bent River Brewing Company, Mississippi Blonde Ale. They're out of Molina, Illinois. If you're on the West Coast, they might be a little difficult to find. Uh, Fernando, you can probably find them. I know you got some connections there. So Bent River Brewing Company, Mississippi Blonde Ale. All right. We're not going to be intense. We're not going to be super intense this episode, but I do want to point one thing out. That we all need to be in agreement on common sense, and if you disagree, then you're probably going to disagree with a lot of things that I say over the next few years here. And one thing I want to get out there right now is that the NRA is a terrorist organization. Let's get that straight off the bat. They are a terrorist organization, and they, they are showing their colors here. They have been showing their colors for quite a while, and let's just get that out of the way right off the top. Uh, let's move on to some social Social. I have some fun stuff this week. Oh, some fun stuff. And another just, I, I, we're full of personal stories this week. Person, you know, I like to let all, all of the wall fans and the common censors into my, my personal life, you know, to an extent. <laughs> to an extent, let's not get crazy here. Uh, but I like to let you in a little bit, you know, give you some personal stories. Uh, hopefully they entertain. Hopefully they educate. Hopefully you don't just turn off the podcast. <laughs> and this one, we're getting into a little personal story. But. Trending on Twitter today, today. So if you're only listening to the audio, you have missed it. Hopefully, you didn't completely miss it if you're if you're a fan. But uh, Thursday, February 22nd is National Margarita Day. So if you go on Twitter, you might see hashtag National Margarita Day. People enjoying their margaritas and everything else. Uh, and in fact, there, there's all kinds of. I, I'm not usually I like to get into the funny ones, but you know what? We all know what tequila can do. And we all know what margaritas can do. So instead of going through some of these funny things, I'm going to go ahead and give you one of my personal stories. I always tell people, I have a lot of friends that like to drink tequila and like to drink margaritas. And I tell people, you know, I really don't, not a tequila drinker, not a margarita drinker. It's very rare that I even touch them. And I've never been a big tequila margarita drinker. And the reason is I tend to get a little crazy on tequila. And this happened while I was in film school, as a matter of fact. Uh, so Cinco de Mayo, many, 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 many years ago, when I was in film school, living in Tarzana, California, which is over in San Fernando Valley, if you're familiar uh, with Southern California, living there with a couple of couple of uh, roommates that also went to that I went to film school with, uh, and it was Cinco de Mayo, May fifth, and I got home. I think I was working like part time at CPK, or maybe we had a shoot that day. I get home, and I saw a couple of my neighbors, and one of my neighbors goes, "Hey." You know, they got $2 margaritas over there. At uh, We lived right, like, three blocks away from an El Torito on, on Ventura Boulevard there. So I'm like, okay, cool. I look at my pocket. I'm like, oh, I got a 20 right here. Let, let's go have a couple margaritas, you know. Thinking I'll have, like, two, maybe maybe three and head on home, you know. Two $2 margaritas, pretty weak margaritas. So we go over to El Torito. 
my roommates and I and some other friends and neighbors, like big group of us, go over to El Torito. So I start with these cheap margaritas. I'm going, ah, this is junk. Then we end up getting a table at El Torito. That's when I started ordering the big margaritas. And I mean, at 20, the 20, gone, $20 gone. I think we're running a tab on my card at this point. I ate some food, thank God. I ate some food at El Torito. And probably, not, probably wasn't the best food. No, no offense, El Torito. I grew up in Southern California. I know what Mexican food's supposed to taste like, and <laughs> El Torito's not what it's supposed to taste like. It's not terrible. Not what it's supposed to taste like. So I had some food. Then we end up out on the patio, and by this time, like I'm buzzed, and my and all the guy, like all of us are just buzzed. And there's a Laker game playing on the patio, so I go out and they're. I'll never forget this. They're playing San Antonio Spurs. I start trash talking. I don't like the Lakers. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm joking trash talking, but I'm like, oh, damn Lakers. And it's getting crazy, and the Lakers end up losing the game, and I'm making fr- like all of us are just socializing. And after the right after the Lakers lose the game, I stand up from my table. I'm st- sitting there with a couple with a couple of my friends and some other people we met. Stand up from the table, and I look around and I point to one of the servers that's running around giving out drinks, and I go, "Everyone on the patio is drinking on me." I'm a poor film, poor, poor, poor film school student at this point. Shouldn't be buying drinks for a bunch of people. But I am just thrashed. I'm just thrashed. Just thrashed. I think I was trying to impress some people of the opposite sex, probably. You know, this happens. It happens. Then, <laughs> we continue drinking. Somehow, I buy an entire round of drinks for the patio at El Torito on Cinco Freaking de Mayo. When, like, everybody's out drinking. Like, every white person on the face of the earth is like, Cinco de Mayo, I gotta go have Mark. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't empty. It was very crowded. Uh, so somehow, I end up getting home. <laughs> we get driven home by, like, some random people. We're, like, three blocks away. We walk there. Somehow, we get driven home. I go straight to my room and pass out. My roommate goes straight to his room, which is right next to my room. And for the duration of the night after we went to bed, and this wasn't even, it wasn't even, like, super late. It's not like it was midnight or anything. I think the sun was still up. For the duration of the night until the next morning, we basically took turns going into the bathroom and just puking our guts up. Puking our guts up. Uh, so ever since then, I really try not to drink tequila because clearly it is not good for me and it's not good for my bank account. It is not good for my bank account. Uh, so anyone, if you want to buy me a drink when we're out somewhere, you know, no, I ain't, I'm not going to do the margaritas. I'm not going to do it. No, especially not shots of tequila. Forget about that. Uh, so be careful out there, wall fans. Use common sense when you're drinking tequila and don't buy a ton of people drinks when you really shouldn't be buying a bunch of people drinks. <laughs> yeah, this is like... 21-year-old <laughs> Sean shouldn't be throwing money around like, uh, you know, oh, man, huh. All right, let's move along here. All right, so I found one here. Another trend going on right now is hashtag spoil a movie in five words. Five words, spoil a movie. Um, so I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best not to spoil for, for things that you, like, if you possibly haven't seen, but I will tell you, and this is, counterintuitive to what I believe because I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan but uh, put Ben Affleck in it hashtag spoil a movie in five words hmm I get it I get it not everyone likes Ben Affleck man days in like days in confused days in confused that's if you if you if you're like he's never done anything good go watch days in confused and then watch chasing Amy I mean, there's like one scene in there where you just just take that scene out where he gets way too emotional, but he's not that terrible. Um, Another one, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) Spoil a movie in five words. Oh, nothing against M. Night Shyamalan, but oh, oh, man. Funky, funky movies. 
this one I'm enjoying, and I apologize if you never saw Titanic in the 90s. I'm sure you did, or maybe you're 12 and you weren't around, but you should have seen it by now. Rose Hogg's The Wooden Door. Hashtag spoil a movie in five words. Um, I'm not even going to give... Okay, this one. This is the last one I'm going to leave you with. Well, I'm going to give you two more. <laughs> this one's also related to Titanic. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio ends up drowning. Hashtag spoil a movie in five words. I'm pretty sure even if you weren't around when Titanic was out, you probably... Like, this is kind of one of those things. It, it, it's like Citizen Kane, Rosebud. Like, even when you haven't seen... Like, even before you saw the movie, you're you, like... It, it's The joke's been outdone so much that you're like, I know what Rosebud is before I'm even seeing this. Um, and the other one... Oh, Bambi's mother deserved to die. Hashtag spoil the movie in five words. I don't think she deserved to die. I don't know who was sadistic enough to put that out there, but they're just give you an idea if you're interested in looking up some hashtags on the, uh, you know, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Stay the hell off. Other than watching live feeds and subscribing to Go Tells the Wall podcast, don't waste your time with Facebook. We talked a little bit about that last week. Oh, all right, moving along. Snapchat. Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat. I don't even understand it. Those those little filters where they put stuff on the face. When those first started coming out, I had to put I like I first I saw a bunch of them in my feed popping up, and I had to put my phone down and walk away. Not not even jo- I was like, nope. Put that there for a while. The the filters fr- they freak me out. They freak me out. It's freaking weird. They freak me out. Everyone needs to calm down with the Snapchat filters. Well, they did a big redesign recently. Yes. A redesign, and I don't use this thing, but apparently everyone's all about the Snapchat. You know, got to be on the Snapchat, and all these celebrities, Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. Uh, okay, I get it. If, if that's what you're into, that's fine. Like, I just Sean works not on there. Go tell the wall podcast isn't on there, so I, you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's happening is everyone's freaking out. They're freaking out, and they're tweeting at Snapchat to try and to like fix it, like go back. And there's even a petition on Change.org. So. Because we definitely need to cheapen position, uh, petitions on change.org and worry about a redesign of Snapchat. Yeah, because the NRA is not terrorizing this country like crazy or anything. So we don't have anything else to worry about. We got to worry about freaking Snapchat. Okay. So it's happening. There's a, it, with thousands and thousands, thousands of signatures. Here's the one that kills me on this. Because I think everyone needs to calm down. Everyone needs to calm down. Stuff always changes. Everyone freaks out. Remember when Facebook was like the number one social media and they changed and they're like, oh my God, what do we... Everyone forgot about that. They didn't go go back to the original. Like, come on, you know? So, then there was a whole movement with getting retweets and someone said, hey, Snapchat, how many retweets would it take to get you to change back? And they said, you know, and the very, very boilerplate response, like, we're looking into this, we understand, and, and we're working on it and everything. Uh, but at the end, they said, so how does 50,000 sound for retweets someone retweeted that and said the snapchat update sucks retweet to save a life pretty sure no one's dying because snapchat changed their format let's calm down a little bit when it comes to that i'm I'm sorry that your little social platform isn't functioning the way that you would like it to or it did before nobody's dying over this we all need to just Take it down a notch. Maybe put that energy, that energy that you're putting towards Snapchat and getting them to change back, put that energy towards something important. You know, policy changes, dismantling the NRA, common sense. Let's do that instead. 
Uh, so Snapchat, I will probably never use your platform, but you have angered people. Angered people. All right, we're going to get a little bit serious here for just a second. We've talked about YouTube in the past. And, and that uh, I always want to say, uh, <laughs> say Paul Ryan. Logan Ryan. Paul Ryan just happens to wonder why that guy's top of mind today. <laughs> Logan, we've talked about Logan Ryan and, and they're, how they're, they've hired all these people to, to clean up the platform and everything else. Well, the other day, a couple days ago, this week actually, the number one video on YouTube, the number one trending video on YouTube was a conspiracy theory about the Parkland shooting. And this would be the one, uh, David Hogg, uh, where they're saying that he is a crisis actor. Crisis actor. Um, if if these do exist, anyone out there, if you're hiring crisis actors, I can do it. I can't act, but I can go and, like, do... I'm, I can figure it out. I can figure it out. If you're going to pay me money, all good. Yeah, see how ridiculous that sounds? Because it doesn't fucking exist. There's no such thing. Well, maybe there are for, like, drills and stuff. But no one's doing it. No one's sending these out. And it's ridiculous to me because this is there's so much so many layers to this. YouTube let this go. Offensive conspiracy video that was clearly doctored and faked. They let it go. It sat at the number one trending video for almost an entire day before they caught up with it and removed the video. Okay? The other thing is, everyone's freaking out about this. And it's crazy because the whole conspiracy behind this is that liberals send crisis actors to these scenes of shootings in order to stir up controversy. Well, wall fans and common censors and really anyone the hell out there right now, this kind of stuff is not political. This is common sense. Children shouldn't die. This has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats or independents or libertarians or any of those other stupid parties out there that any of you idiots belong to. It has nothing to do with that. This is the safety of our children. This is the safety of our children. And if you're one of those people that likes to spread conspiracies, just go ahead and, and, and remove anything Go Tell It to the Wall podcast because you are a terrible human being. You're a terrible human being. To be trivializing a, trage a tragedy that these kids went through and making up conspiracies. Making up conspiracies. Happens with every tragedy. I get it. Happens with every single one of them. But this podcast ain't for you. It's just not for you. Because we use common sense. And we know this isn't a political issue. It has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with common sense and protecting children and the fact that nobody in, nobody in this country and in this entire world needs an assault rifle for their personal fucking use. That's just the bottom line. That's common sense. Republican, Democrat, anything else, it turns political because the Republicans all take a bunch of money from the NRA. They take a bunch of money from a terrorist organization. So I get it. But when you think about it, it shouldn't be about that. It's not about that. It's not. And have, you, have your little assault rifle so you can feel like a big man. I'm going to feel like a big man. I'm going to shoot off a bunch of rounds. Feel like a big man. Yeah, be a big man and care about people. Have some compassion. That's what I would say. Oh, and David Hogg, who is our hero of the week, he struck back at these people claiming that he's a crisis actor. Struck back at him. In fact, he said, I'm not an actor. And if you had seen, and this is, and I quote, I'm not an actor. If you had seen my performance in my performance of the school production of Fiddler on the Roof, you'd know I'm not an actor. This is why I think I could be a crisis actor. Because it's all about common sense. If crisis actors existed. So David Hogg, our hero of the week, stand up and keep it moving. Just, just keep moving forward. It's all you can do. Because 
The NRA is losing partners and sponsors left and right. We've finally hit a point where we can dismantle a, ter- a domestic terrorist organization. And let's do it. We're going to do it. All right. Oh, Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Oh, Twitter. We had a little Twitter purge this week. Yes. Twitter overnight the other night uh, removed a bunch of fake accounts, accounts run by bots and everything else. And it was amazing because the next morning, all of these super right-wing conservatives and super neo-Nazi people came out and said, I lost thousands of followers. I lost thousands of followers. Yeah, you haven't been watching the news, dude? They are uncovering bot farms in Russia. So those 4,000 followers that you lost weren't actually followers. That's how that works. So this is amazing. And I'll tell everyone out there, at Tell the Wall Pod didn't lose a single follower. I guess the bots don't care about us. Uh, the one thing I did find interesting about this is a lot of the people that had lost their followers on Twitter, that had lost Twitter followers, they started claiming that Twitter uh, likes to likes to punish uh, conservatives, right-wingers and conservatives and, and everything else, and neo, neo-Nazis. Neo-Nazis, you should be punished. You, like, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have a voice or a platform. If, 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 if your entire platform is racism, you can go. You may go. Out to the left. That's as simple as that. Uh, but I will tell you right now, that's debunked in two seconds. Two seconds. Why? Because the Orange Menace is on Twitter every freaking day, spewing hate. And I'm pretty sure he's right wing. Pretty sure he's conservative. And 99.9% sure that he is a racist Nazi. That dude's allowed to do it every freaking day. Attack people every day. Find something better to do, Twitter users, and stop crying over your, your lost fake followers. We knew this was coming. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. We knew it was coming. They're eliminating them. Eliminating them. All right, let's move along. I told you we're going to stay happy, but sometimes we Common sense. A little red. Man, I'm tired. And Bridget ain't on tonight to, to keep me in line. That's all right. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. All right. Let's move on to TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. All right. I enjoyed this one, and I put it in, in it, it could have gone in social. Put it in TV because it had to do with television. Wait, where am I looking? What? No. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Uh, anyway, the NRA, the domestic terrorist organization that exists in this country, uh, they decided to tweet out an image that was actually an image of Leslie Nope. If you're not familiar with Leslie Nope, it's actually a character that Amy Poehler played on the show Parks and Rec. It's a great show if you haven't seen it. Check it out. It's a great show. Especially if you're an Office fan. If you're an Office fan and didn't watch Parks and Rec, like you you need to watch Parks and Rec. You know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say everyone's going to love it, uh, but if you're a fan of stuff like The Office, you're you, you need to watch Parks and Rec. So what happened was they decided to use this image like as they were tweeting at a newscaster, probably from Fox News, that was supporting their terrorist causes and everything else. Well, what would happen was the writer of the show <laughs> was the first one to catch on to it. And he said, and I quote, Hi, please take this down. I would prefer you not use a gift from a show I worked on to promote your pro-slaughter agenda. And Amy Poehler's not on Twitter, but she asked that writer, his name is Michael Schur, asked that writer to... Go ahead and tweet the NRA for her and tell them to, and tell them she said to fuck off. And then a bunch of them. Adam Scott, if you're familiar with Adam Scott, he got in on it. Nick Offerman got in on it. Yeah, of course, Nick Offerman's getting in on it. 
and they basically ripped the NRA a new one for going ahead and using a, which of course that's it's public domain. Like you can use gifts and stuff, but come on, like be smart. Use one of your use like Charlton Heston or that idiot uh, that used to be a rocker, uh, you know Ted Nugent, and the idiot that thinks he's still a rocker, Kid Rock. Like use one of those guys. There you go. You got you got people. You got people. Use them instead. Oh NRA. Oh God. All right, on to something more fun. Uh, so Disney, they're working on a bunch of uh, reboots and new shows and stuff right now. Uh, you've, I'm sure you've heard they're working on a Star Wars series. It's going to actually be a television series. Uh, we've talked about that on the podcast. So you should know if you've been listening to Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. Uh, but one of the things that's come out that they are rebooting is Muppets. That's right, the Muppets. The Muppets, one of my favorite things. If, if you ever watch the live feed, there's like Muppets everywhere. My Twitter handle is Magic Muppet. My playa name is Magical Muppet. Love the Muppets. Muppets, Fraggle Rock, I love it all. Love it all. Dr. Teeth, oh man, I love it. And I actually love the show that they had on ABC a year or two ago. It didn't, it didn't do that well, and then they, they scrapped it, but I enjoyed that show. Uh, so we don't have really have a lot of information on this. We just know that they're developing a reboot of the Muppets. The problem is here, wall fans and common censors, they're developing a reboot for their streaming service. So unfortunately, many of us will not see it. I will not be paying for the streaming service. I already pay enough for streaming. You know, I, that's what's ridiculous is, is all these services come out and they're like, it's just $2 a month or just $5 a month or just $10 a month. It's like, yeah, but if you got to have like 18 of those services, that's like two, three dollars a month. You know, I mean, come on, come on. It, it adds up. It adds up. So I won't be getting the streaming service, but interestingly, that interesting that they are rebooting the Muppets. I'm, I'll be curious to see what they do with it. Um, I don't love, I don't love the Disney Muppets. That, like I love the Muppet Show Muppets. I don't love what Disney does with them usually. You know, they put out a couple good films. If 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 you go to Jim Henson Studios or you go see Puppet Up or you talk to Brian Henson and the stuff they've like, that's the real prime. You know, Muppets, the Creature Shop. That's the stuff I really really love. Um, and nothing against Disney and what they're doing. Like, I, it's just, it's just not my cup of tea. It, you know, I like the slightly raunchier, very innuendous Muppets that we had back in the seventies and eighties. You know, well, oh, give me those Muppets, man. Give me those. All right. I put this one in television because it has to do with Rick and Morty. So Rick and Morty, if you're familiar with Rick and Morty, I still haven't watched it. it it's on my list to watch. I still haven't watched Rick and Morty, but I've talked about it on the podcast because everyone tells me I need to watch it. And we talked about the Szechuan sauce, the Szechuan sauce that they put out ah, maybe like a year ago. I can't remember offhand. It was within the past like year and a half that McDonald's did the Szechuan sauce because it's in the show and McDonald's does actually have Szechuan sauce. Uh, but they did it and it was like limited edition and everyone rioted because they couldn't get this freaking Szechuan sauce. And for those of you that our avid listeners of the podcast, I actually pointed out, despite the fact that I haven't seen the show, I came to learn that the Szechuan sauce isn't actually about Szechuan sauce on the show. So everyone that was freaking out and going to McDonald's and trying to get the Szechuan sauce because they're fans of the show were completely missing the point on the Szechuan sauce. I can't remember the exact details, but it has to do with Rick and, and how he has... Uh, I can't remember. Uh, how He has like everything in the world, and the only thing he wants is the Szechuan sauce. So it's actually a metaphor for life. It's it's not about the Szechuan sauce. But McDonald's is releasing it again. 
They haven't announced what locations are going to get it, but they have tweeted out that the Szechuan sauce will be coming back to McDonald's. Hopefully they're going to do a little bit more than they did last time so that no one riots. I've actually got a McDonald's right by my house. Maybe they'll do it at that McDonald's and I'll, I don't know, watch the crowds go over there and riot. I don't need Szechuan sauce. <laughs> like, I like Szechuan sauce. I don't need it on my crampy chair. I mean, nothing against McDonald's. We've talked about McDonald's. Hangover cure, man. But I don't need I don't need Szechuan sauce on my crappy McNuggets. Like I just I don't I don't. And more power to you if you want it. Like get it. Uh, but just make sure that you, make sure you understand you're completely missing the point of the Rick and Morty tie-in with the Szechuan sauce. <laughs> completely missing it if you're like I gotta have the Szechuan sauce. Like nope, you're missing it. Oh, another piece of interesting news that I got this week. And this one's only interesting because I have a personal connection to it. Wait till you hear this one because I've never talked about this one on the podcast. There's a new podcast that's launching in March, and it's a podcast by the Osborne family. That's right, Ozzy Osborne, Sharon Osborne, uh, Jack Osborne. Oh my gosh, I'm and I'm Kelly. Kelly, just brain fart on her name. Uh, the four of them. They're launching a podcast. It's gonna be pseudo hosted by Jack. You know, it's gonna be the four of them, and Ozzy's gonna have a lot to say. Sharon, I mean, Sharon's a big time talker, uh, and what they're doing is they're kind of going back and talking about their time on the reality show that was on MTV for a little while there. On MTV, the Osbournes, you know. And I found this one interesting. And, and who knows, I, I find them all very interesting. Um, and I can tell you from firsthand experience that they're great people. They're great people. In fact, <laughs> so I have, a, I have a little bit of a connection to them. I'm not going to call anyone out here. I'm not going I'm not, I'm to call anyone out. But I had a connection to them. Uh, to the point where... I would actually go over and hang out at the house sometimes. Now, I wasn't hanging out with Ozzy and Jack and Sharon and, and, and Kelly. Uh, I was hanging out with, with someone else that was connected to the family. And we often went and to the point where uh, the security, both, they, I think they had two or three security guards, but two, at least two of them, there's two that, that knew me by name because I would, and it, the extra funny part, I'd pull up to the house and I'd park and I'd park just on the street. You know, I didn't go park in the driveway, just park on the street. There'd always be these paparazzi, and they'd see me getting out of my crappy little uh, uh, Ford Mustang hatchback. Not a not a nice souped up one. My crappy little Ford Mustang hatchback, <laughs> not in the best shape. And and all the paparazzi, they'd run over and they'd look and be like, oh. And then they run back because they're like, that's nobody. But security guards, like they knew me by name because I'd be going there to see a good good friend of mine. Well, let me to find out. And it's funny because I would watch the show occasionally, you know. And I and I did meet. Uh, I met Ozzy and Sharon. Never met the kids. Um, never met Jack and Kelly, but did just in passing because I, you know, I'd go walking through the house and never had like full conversations with them or anything. But I can tell you, I mean, they were always just very, very nice, accommodating people. Um, and and especially the, the friend of mine that was was connected to them. I'm going to find out as I watch the show a little bit over the that year or two or however long the show was 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 taping. Um, and this one is in film school. I was in film school in college. I was in college. Debauchery abound. And there's a spot at that house that we'd hang out. We'd go in. We'd hang out. Not like in the main house. There was another. Little, we'd go hang out. And we'd drink and smoke pot and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> go to find out, you know, after I'd been been hanging out there a little bit. I mean, not, not there every day, but hanging out there a few times. Um, that there was actually a camera <laughs> in this Location that we would hang out. Uh, so somewhere, MTV definitely has footage of me heavily drinking and, and, and probably smoking, smoking some pot, smoking some marijuana there, because that's what we did in college. Um, nobody getting any ideas. It wasn't like doing giant rails of coke or shooting up here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but somewhere, MTV has B-roll of me being debaucherous. 
at the Osborne House. I'm not going to drop names, but there's my little bit of a personal connection. Um, and that's why I bring it up. Check out their podcast. I'm, I'm just a fan of They were always very nice, and I'm a fan of the family. Um, so check out their podcast. And especially if you're a fan of the Osbournes when it was on MTV, you're definitely going to like the podcast because they kind of revisit some stuff and talk about, which should be interesting. And they think they're, they're going to talk about, you know, their life with the show and kind of after and looking back on stuff. So it should be interesting. Um, so check that out. Oh. So TV, film, and books. This one specifically to film. We had a little film launch last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Called Black Panther. Black Panther. Uh, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know a ton about it, but I do, you know, I know a little bit from reading articles and stuff. And I can tell you that uh, it's the the place that the black that Black Panther and like he's the king of this pl- this place, which I guess is an island. It's like a futuristic um, kind of wonderland, for lack of a better word, uh, called Wakanda. Wakanda. Uh, well, what's happened was since the release of the movie, a lot of people have seen the movie have realized that there's a small town uh, about an hour outside of Chicago, in Illinois, called Wakanda. <laughs> yes. Spelled differently. It is spelled differently, but it's called Wakanda. And what's happening is ever since the launch of the movie, the mayor there and citizens there have been getting ridiculous calls from fans of the movie asking uh, questions about Wakanda. And specifically, I guess in the movie and in the, which, and in the comic too, because Black Panther's been around since the 70s, I believe, uh, there's a special kind of metal. It's only found, like, in Wakanda. So people are calling uh, citizens of Wakanda, Illinois, and asking if they can get some of that metal. And you know what, Wall fans? People need to find better things to do instead of harass people in a small town outside of Chicago that really didn't ask for anything just because their town happens to be the same as a place in a comic book and now in a movie. Let's all calm down. Leave Wakanda alone. You know, maybe just if if you want to ask silly questions to somebody like just call your voicemail and ask yourself questions on your voicemail, because really that's the same thing as calling there just because they're it's called Wakanda. Man, you know what? Let's see what we got here. I want to I'm going to save tech. We have some tech this week. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it because I want to end the show in a particular way this week. For those of you that are watching the live feed, I've got a brand new Brand spanking new. First time wearing this t-shirt. Uh, and it's a it's a Golden Girl shirt. But there's double meaning to it because the top of it says stay golden. And we'll get into a little bit of that at the very end of the show. Because I have just a little special treat for everyone. That you're all probably going to hate, but I'm going to do it anyway. came to me like right before I came in the studio. I was like, I'm doing it. If everyone hates it, that's fine. Sometimes I just do things for me. <laughs> like I'm just, you know, like that little Osborne. Yeah, no one cares. I mean, some people care. But like no one cares about my personal stories. I get it. All right. Let's get into some common sense. Common, 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 common sense. So, I've actually been sitting on this one for a couple of episodes. Have you guys heard of these Disneyland gangs? Disneyland gangs or Disneyland social clubs. Now, if you've been to Disneyland, and I don't know if these hap- if it's, this happens at Disney World too for those of you on the East Coast, uh, but if you've been to Disneyland, there's a chance you there's a good chance over the past couple of years, there's a good chance you've seen a group of people walking around the park wearing uh, denim vests like you would see bikers wear. Denim vests. And on the back of those vests, you'll see the entire group has matching patches that might say, you know, the Tinkerbells or Tigger Army or Neverland Mermaids. I don't know. They have all kinds of weird names. And that's the thing. And this started out as, now I call them gangs because they call them Disneyland social clubs. 
Okay, social club. That's what the, that's a term the mafia used to use <laughs> back in the day for their group of people. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, and these aren't gangs out there shooting people and create you know creating violence and everything else. Uh, but they're gangs, for lack of a better term, they're gangs. You know, they go walking around in huge groups. And when this first started happening, a lot of stories came out where they were kind of the pseudo like, and they're all nice people. They're just big, huge fans. But this is how they choose to show their support. Well, it's hit a point where it's not so fun anymore. There's been, in fact, there's actually a lawsuit pending right now. The head of one of the social clubs is suing the head of one of the other social clubs because they were trying to put on an event at Disneyland, a charity event at Disneyland. And the one person that was trying to put on the event was, is claiming that the head of this other social club was trying to get them to grease some palms like, wanted him to pay this other social club for protection at Disneyland. Protection. Okay. Okay. Let's think about this for a minute. I think, overall, all these people need to calm down. That's fine. You can be a Disney freak. You know, go to Disneyana, go to D23, whatever it is. Be a freak about it. That's fine. But you need to calm it down. You know? That's fine. Like, and here's the thing. I'm a firm believer in you can't look at someone for the way they dress and assume that they are a certain way. So I get it, you know. But at the same time, when you have families coming into the park that don't really know what these social clubs are, and you see a bunch of people walking around with these vests, it can be a little intimidating. So I'm calling on all you little Disneyland gangs or social clubs, tone it down. Tone it down because this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Bribery and grease and palms and, and infighting between these social clubs. Ridiculous. And then on top of that, I think it's time for Disney to step in. There's a dress code at Disneyland. There's a code of conduct at Disneyland. And I'm pretty sure making another little social club pay your social club for protection doesn't really jive with the code of conduct. So step up, Mouse. Step up. Oh, I found a funny one this week. And you may have heard of this one. So there was a flight from Dubai to Amsterdam. Flight from Dubai to Amsterdam. And it was a Trans Transavia, Transavia, Transavia. It's a it's a European uh, uh airplane. It's a European company, so I'm not sure I could be pronouncing that completely wrong. No one hold it against me, please. Uh but Transavia flight that was headed from Dubai to Amsterdam. What happened on this flight was there was a gentleman sitting in the middle of the plane that was having a little flatulence problem. He was a little gassy. He was sitting next to, like, either between or next to a couple of other guys that kept asking him to stop his flatulence. Stop farting. They asked him to stop farting. And the story goes that he refused to stop farting, which, I I mean, I know some people can kind of do that on command, but maybe the dude just had a gas problem. And apparently a fight then broke out. They had to make an emergency landing, this flight, had to make an emergency landing because of flatulence. <sighs> and this one got me thinking, because it's like, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, I've been there. Like, I've been standing in line somewhere, and some dude or woman comes up, and you're like, and it's like, you haven't showered for a month, huh? Or have you heard of deodorant? But it's like, what do you do? You're on an airplane. Like, I, I don't, I doubt this guy, like, ate a can of beans and got on the plane, like, ha, 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 I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to piss off a bunch of people. No, he pro- I mean, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, like, you know, you're in such an enclosed space. 
It's just kind of one of those things that you unfortunately got to deal with. Um, and we probably shouldn't be fighting over it. I did find it hilarious. I don't think it's hilarious to anyone that was flying on that plane because they had to make an emergency landing. But I did find it hilarious that flatulence created the need for an emergency landing on a plane from Dubai to Amsterdam. So keep that in mind, wall fans. Anything can create the need for an emergency landing, including flatulence. Gas. Yes. Gas. Oh, and I hate flying. I hate whenever I hear emergency landings, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I, I just, I hate it. That one's funny to me. That one's funny to me. Like, I just, it's funny. It's funny. I, I get it. I get it. All right, a little more common sense here. This one's killing me. This one's killing me. I saw this the other day, and it's killing me. So, there's a church. There's a church in Pennsylvania. Not sure what kind of church it is, but there's a church in Pennsylvania that is encouraging couples to bring their AR-15 rifles to the church to be blessed. They want them to bring the AR-15 rifles to the church, inside the church, to be blessed. Blessed. You think that's a little ridiculous? As you should. Well, here's their belief, this Pennsylvania church. And in fact, they've gotten it to the point where you can come in, you can actually go purchase a gift certificate from the local gun store that's right near the church. And if you purchase a gift certificate of at least $700, they consider that, that you have the intent to buy an AR-15 and they will bless your gift certificate. Not even, I'm not making this shit up. I'm not making this shit up, wall fans. Here's where it gets even more ridiculous. You say, whoa, AR-15, what the hell? Well, in the Bible, there's a, there's a part, and, and forgive me, my catechism is way out of date. There's a part that talks about the rod of iron in the Bible, the rod of iron. And it's this, this, this rod that's <laughs> meant to protect all of the people. It's the rod of iron. Celestial, maybe, I, I can't remember. I stopped reading the Bible when I didn't have to do it anymore for grades. But the rod of iron. And they believe that the AR-15 represents the rod of iron in the Bible. Well, Pennsylvania Church... Do you know what guns are made of? Guns are made of steel. Steel, not iron. Not iron. It's not a rod of iron. It's a rod of steel. It's not a rod. It's a gun. It's a gun of steel. So, yeah. So let's think about that. Let's think about that. Your, your, your whole way of thinking, completely off. Completely off. And we've, we've known, if anyone who has common sense knows that even if you like to read the Bible, I think there's no problem with reading the Bible. That's, if, that, if you enjoy doing that, I think a lot of things can be learned from that. But we also know that you can't take things literally like rod of iron being a gun that needs to be blessed, a gun made of steel. Right? Right? And here's, here's what just, because as soon as I read this article a couple days ago, I started thinking in my head. I was like, and then Jesus th said, take up thine assault weapon in my name. And if you've read the Bible, here's the thing. If you've read the Bible and you've learned about Jesus, Jesus wouldn't, if Jesus was alive today, he would not appreciate these assholes running around saying that assault rifles are from the Bible. 100% guarantee he would not do that. He was a socialist hippie wandering around the desert who did not believe in violence. So you little fake Christians out there in Pennsylvania, get your shit together. Nobody needs their, their piece of shit gun blessed. Their gun that they shouldn't even have in the first place. Now, if you're in the military and you're going to war, completely different situation. 
But nobody should have that for, for their own private use. Period. Done. Done. And if you think differently, this podcast ain't for you. It's not for you. All right. If you guys need another reason to not want to go to Texas, <laughs> I found another reason this week. Oh, superintendent of one of the school districts in Texas has come out and said that students who protest, students who protest against violence and gun violence and gun laws and changes to gun laws could be suspended, could be suspended from school for protesting, especially if they walk out of class to protest. Well, Mr. Superintendent, as I've said many times on this podcast before, in fact, I think I talked about it last week with, with the gray menace, Mike Pence, sitting down as a form of protest. This country that you live in, that your state of Texas is in, is built on protest, was built on protest. The Declaration of Independence was a protest. So the fact that you are sitting there and stifling these children that want to protest and threatening them, threatening them with suspension, should make you think about what you're doing and what country you live in and the rights of certain people. You think you have a right to own an assault weapon? Those kids have every single right to peacefully protest. So Texas, get your shit together. Do better because you're an embarrassment. With the exception of the mayor of Dallas, who basically told the NRA, the, the domestic terrorist organization, that they should find another city for their annual convention. Good on you, Mayor of Dallas. Put them in their place. But maybe talk to that superintendent in that school district. I don't know if it's Dallas. It's, it's a certain part of Texas. I don't know if it's Dallas. Talk to that superintendent. Maybe get that person on the same page. So, and the reason this is all coming out is because students have been protesting. They've been walking out. West Virginia, actually, yesterday or the day before, all of the teachers in the school district walked out of the school. They were actually protesting uh, equal pay, uh, but it was also spawned by all of the walkouts and everything else, and this was the time for them to do it. And I support them 100%. And now what's happening is there's a lot of buzz going around about students nationwide, nationwide students planning a walkout at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. 11 a.m. Mountain Time on April 20th of this year. And you may say, why, why April 20th and why Mountain Time? April 20th, 19... Ah, nobody hold the year against me. 1998 or 99, April 20th, was Columbine. And I assume the 11 a.m. is because that's when the shooting started at Columbine. So this is floating around out there. If you're a student in this country, I encourage you. I encourage you and implore you to walk out of your school on April 20th. Walk out. Even if you're in Texas in that school district. Call that superintendent out on his bluff. Walk out. Do it safely. Don't riot. Just walk out and peacefully protest. April 20th, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. So if you're on the West Coast, that's 10 a.m. If you're on the East Coast, that's uh, 1 p.m. Central Time is going to be noon. That's when all the students should be walking out. And I'm going to tell you right now, Wall fans, if you're a Wall fan and common censor, and just a decent human being, you'll support these kids. And I call on all of you, especially if you live near a school or you work near a school where this could be happening on April 20th, 
show your support. Go out and stand and show your support. In fact, you know what I'm doing? Because I have a couple schools. We have a couple schools right near my house. You know, I told my wife this yesterday. I said, I want to make sure we have a couple of cases of bottled water on April 20th. So if these, if the group of kids does come walking down my street and they're marching for gun, for, for change and gun reform, I'm going to be out there handing them bottles of water and supporting them in every single way I can, because that's the future of this country. They're the ones that are going to exact change. I can sit here and yell at a wall all day. They're the ones that are going to bring us change. They're the ones that are going to make this a safer country for my daughter. And I support that. And I want all of you to support that. So April 20th, be ready. If you're a student, be ready. Walk out peacefully, peacefully, and march with your fellow students peacefully to prove a point. Because that's what we have to do. That's what this country was built on. And that's what they're going to do on April 20th. And you have my full, full, full support. And I hope that you all have the support of every single wall fan, every single common center, and every single person that listens to, consumes, or touches this podcast. You should have their support too. I want to get personal here for a minute. I've actually talked about this on the podcast. But here is my personal experience with guns. I've shot guns. I've been around guns plenty. My uncle and godfather was gunned down when I was three and a half years old in Miami. He was an FBI agent, and we've talked about it. General Kelly decided to try and drag my name through the mud. Specifically referring to me. I've been around guns. I get it. But I want to tell you a little story about when I was six or seven. Six or seven. And I've talked about my biological father, Michael. I was six or seven. My parents were divorced. Uh, My father was not in the picture yet. We still lived in Miami. This was right before we moved to San Diego. And I was a spoiled kid at the time. I used to get Michael to buy me things, you know, and I don't know if he felt bad, whatever it was. One day I'm hanging out. My parents are separated, not quite divorced, separated. Michael and my mother, not my parents, Michael and my mother. And I wanted like a toy gun. I wanted a toy gun. And I said to Michael, I was like, can we go buy a toy gun? I just want, I want to go get a toy gun so I can play. And he said, no, 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 no. Let me, let me get you, I'll get you a toy gun. And he goes in the other room and he comes back with a Glock. A real one. A real pistol. The real gun. Heavy. I, he, he, he put it in my hand. Start, started putting it in my hand. I didn't hold it. I didn't put my finger on the trigger. But I felt the weight of that gun. And luckily, six or seven year old Sean knew I shouldn't be playing with a gun. And I remember him. This is burned in my memory. He said, no, it's not loaded. You can just play with it. You can just point it around and shoot. There's no nothing in it. There's no bullets in it. And I refused. I said, nope. Nope. Here's six, seven-year-old Sean saying, no. I don't play with real guns. I don't play with guns. And to this day, I think back, what if there was a bullet in that chamber? My sister was one or two years old running around that same house. What if there was a bullet in the chamber? Who knows what would have happened? But Michael just had guns in the house. His brother had been killed in a gunfight. Just guns in the house. I'm not going to sit here and say guns are bad and all this other stuff. But I don't care who you are. No six or seven year old should be touching a gun. Not at all. Just shouldn't happen. And that's why I take this extra personally. I take this extra personally because I've been in that situation. And I knew better, fortunately. But we need to make sure... All kids in this country and in this entire world know better because they shouldn't be forced to go through what students in Parkland went through. 
what students in Connecticut went through, what students at, in Colorado at Columbine went through. Nobody should have to go through that. And we're going to work to fix that, and these kids are going to change all of that. I'm confident in that. They're dismantling the domestic terrorist organization that is the NRA right now. They're coming after them. And everyone's jumping off that ship because they know. They know nothing good is coming for them. All right, Wall fans, before I leave you, this is what I was talking about. So I'm wearing my shirt today. It's a double meaning. It's the Golden Girls. And it also says Stay Golden which is a reference to The Outsiders and a song by Stevie Wonder. But it's often associated with The Outsiders because Stay Gold is a theme throughout The Outsiders. And before we get to our send-off, I just want to leave you with the lyrics from that song said as a poem. And remember, Wall fans, uh, I am, I'm not an actor. I, I just like to BS. <laughs> this is going to be like when I read The Night Before Christmas and I have to get my glasses out. All right, wall fans, stay gold. Seize upon that moment long ago, one breath away and there you will be, so young and carefree. Again you will see that place in time, so gold. Steal away into that way back when you thought that all would last forever, but like the weather, nothing can ever, and be in time, stay gold. But can it be when we can see so vividly a memory, and yes you say, so must the day too fade away, and leave a ray of sun so gold, life is but a twinkling of an eye, yet filled with sorrow and compassion. Though not imagined, all things that happen will age too old. Though gold. And I leave you with that, wall fans and common censors. Because I debated wearing this shirt for tonight. Because stay gold, the saying, is all about staying innocent. It's all about remembering your childhood and your innocence. And part of me was like, these kids were, had their innocence stolen from them. But at the same time, what we're seeing right now from these kids, I don't want them staying golden. I want them to stay golden, but at the same time, I want them to continue the path that they're on. Change this country. Change this government. Change the stone-cold hearts of people that think it's okay to own an AR-15. That's what these kids are going to do. But at the same time, remember, you are still kids. And I hope that all these other kids around the country and around the world that possibly will be exposed to violence can stay gold. That's my biggest wish. For your kids, my kids, everyone's kids. That's what we need. And on that note, Wall fans, thank you for joining this week. This has been episode 47, 47 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, as always, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And thank you for dealing with all the craziness that is in the world. And don't forget, April 20th, be ready to support any students that might be coming through your neighborhood or your workplace or wherever it is. Support them. Help them to, to keep things peaceful, but support them. And remember, Wall fans, we have passion about these things, and it's passion that drives us, so have that passion. But remember, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter why you do it, no matter who you're with, Always, always, always use common sense.